Otherwise, the throw in Carolina was the end of the Desmond Ritter era. Speaking of the end of an era, I don't know what to make of what the Florida State era is going to be. Certainly, uh, uh, we'll talk to Mike Griffith now from Dog Nation, great buddy of ours. Uh, fabulous to read. Great access already in Florida with the dogs. Happy holidays, sir. Good to talk to you. Yeah, good morning. Yeah, happy holidays. So this is a weird game, man. You've covered a lot of bowl games. The portal, the FSU dissatisfaction, the lawsuit pending. I mean, I don't know that anything going on on the football field is nearly as compelling as everything that's been going on off the field for Florida State and Georgia. Well, I'll tell you, the only thing I could compare it to was when Georgia had to play a really good Cincinnati team led by Desmond Ritter that was undefeated going into that game. I think they had uh, Jerome Ford at running back, and Georgia had some guys that were out uh, injured and with COVID and uh, top 10 streak on the line. They had to come from 10 points down uh, in the fourth quarter, more than 10 down, uh, to beat that Desmond Ritter team. I I think that uh, Aziz Ajilari might have sacked Ritter three times in that game, and um, in that Mercedes-Benz Stadium, who could have known, uh, Stake, what would be ahead for Desmond Ritter and Georgia at that point? Uh, as for this game, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's a chance for Georgia to finish this year at, you know, strong and with another – this would be the seventh straight bowl win, the seventh straight top ten finish, uh, the winningest senior class, uh, a, you know, another win over a top five program. And, you know, look, Georgia's got guys with decisions to make too. And, uh, you know, Florida State's, you know, got to handle their business. I mean, if their program's falling apart, that's their problem. That can't be Georgia's problem. Georgia's program, guys play for each other. Uh, guys, you know, are, are bought in. And, uh, you know, obviously it just means more in the SEC. All right, so we got a ton to get to, so we're going to move fast. First off, just basics. Who's playing quarterback for Florida State in this game? I, I don't know. I mean, I guess some third-string freshman guy. I mean, I guess I heard their backup uh, – Opted out yesterday, and he went in the portal. So uh, yeah, Rodemaker's out. So they're down to their their, their third string, and um, numerous guys have opted out for Florida State in terms of playing in this game or moving on. Correct? Yeah, you know the last time Georgia had to go with a third string quarterback, it worked out pretty good. Stake. So you know it's not like those other guys can't play football. Yeah. Well, rel- relatively speaking. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I mean, maybe uh, they'll have their version of Stetson Bennett out there. Where you know? where are we thinnest Georgia in terms of position for this game? I obviously we're going to have our quarterback uh, playing, which is great. Um, uh, getting a little soft at the corner position, obviously with some portal guys yeah. and and whatnot. So where 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 are we not going to recognize some guys at what position? Oh, I think George will be pretty well repped, honestly. Um, you know, you know, I'm not sure about Amarius Mims at right tackle. You, but but again, they played without Amarius at times. I mean, George's Kirby's work to develop depth, right? And you're, you know, the corners that these are guys that didn't really play a lot. I mean, this is this is free agency state. This is cutting guys that you know outside of Jamon Dumas Johnson who was injured, and two young guys stepped into his shoes and performed well enough that you know that's not a program deal maker. I mean, you know, Georgia's just cutting a lot of – making scholarships available. I mean, it. Kirby said it, and I couldn't believe it. I about fell out of my chair, but he said this is – I think he said the portal's a good thing. And I said, wait a minute, I'd never heard that. But, but then when you consider these guys that weren't going to play, uh, they have an opportunity to go somewhere else and play. That, you know, Georgia's, you know, second, third-string guys go somewhere else, and Georgia brings in other guys, you know, like uh, Trevor Etienne. I mean, this dynamic tailbacker, like this uh, receiver from Miami. I mean, impact players. Free agency is really changing college football right before our eyes, Steak. 
Yeah, Colby Young, the kid from Miami. Trevor Etienne, obviously the best back on Florida, and now becomes a number one type back for Georgia. And is it London Humphreys out of Vanderbilt, a kid that obviously has great potential to be in our offense and uh, remind folks, uh, I don't know, of some of the possession receivers we've had in the past that have had an impact. It certainly looks like when you look at the portal, we're winning the portal. We won recruiting. So you can talk about losing Dylan Rayola, and you can talk about losing some guys like Jamon uh, Dumas-Johnson, but the reality is the players you're getting back make us an even stronger roster for next year. I, I think so, and, and and I don't know that you ever really had Rayola. I mean, you know, it was interesting and fun to have a committed guy, but commitment doesn't mean anything. Commitment is just part of the negotiation, and it was a good place for Dylan to set up shop, got some really good experience playing there at Buford. Unfortunately, wasn't able to win a championship um, you know, with all that talent, you know, you just kind of wonder there at Buford. Uh, but the fact he didn't, you know, but, but he's going to Nebraska, you know, where he's got a namesake. And, you know, Georgia fans were able to move on because earlier that day it was much, much, much more important that Carson Beck said he was coming back for his senior year. I mean, that is so much more important than a guy that wasn't going to play in, in two or three years minimum. Um, and that's why I said free agency is changing the game. And, you know, you think about it, paying recruits money is really a bad gamble versus the free agent. Because the free agent's already played somewhere else. He usually has his man strength. You're not just watching him grow at the training table for a year. Freshmen come in, and even if they grow, they're going to renegotiate with you. They might go something. You know, Barry Alexander, great example. Here's a guy that was primed. You know, who knows? Maybe if Barry Alexander stays at Georgia, they don't lose to Alabama. Maybe, maybe he makes plays on Milrow, and Bama can't run the ball. Or maybe if Georgia locks down Tresman Marshall, who transfers to Alabama, uh, maybe they don't lose to Bama because then they don't have a freshman. Gibby. Free agency, changing the game right before our eyes. And I agree, Kirby's been more aggressive, and this has been a really good offseason for the Bulldogs. Yeah, I mean, there's no – there's no. You, you have to look at it like, did our roster get stronger? You have to look at it like, did we add proven pieces? And the answer to that is yes on both. You've added proven pieces. I talk to college basketball coaches now who say literally recruiting is not even a big concern. They're looking at the entire landscape of college basketball. They want to add three guys that have actually made it, put up numbers, whatever league it is, and that's how you build your team. You don't build it around freshmen. I think the combination of both, obviously, is how you win national titles and uh, elite programs in both sport. You're going to see a combination of great portal acquisitions and still the top recruiting classes, and that's what Georgia has going for them. And, 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 and stake retention. I go back to 2020 Alabama. And all those seniors, Mac Jones and Najee Harris and Devontae Smith, and the fact that those guys all stayed for their senior year. And I don't think NIL would, maybe NIL would, maybe they got paid. I don't know if NIL was there or not. They came back for one reason or another, though, for sure. And, you know, the ability for Georgia when Jordan Davis and Devontae Wyatt stayed for the 2021 season. And now as I look at Georgia, and, and I don't think, and I don't know, but Brock Bowers has not announced anything yet. And neither has Lad McConkey. And, and part of me just wonders if there could be a lure or enough money uh, because what's good for you in the next three years, you know, may not be what's good for you after the age of 30. I mean, these are guys that are going to be immortalized college football Hall of Famers. Could they win a third championship in college football if they came back? I don't know. Well, if, if Brock Bowers comes back to Georgia, I'll buy you dinner at Chops and you can bring anybody you want because I don't think that's happening. But you're right. He has not announced it yet as well. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Uh, Georgia, 15.5-point favorite in the Orange Bowl, looking less and less compelling uh, as we speak. But we'll see what happens, Mikey. 
All right, Steak. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to you as well. The uh, tailgate is brought to you by All Four Seasons Garage and Entry Doors. More Falcon conversation. The toughest decision in Arthur Blank's career as owner or role as owner, I think, is coming up. Also, uh, you want to talk dogs? We can do that as well. Certainly not a compelling game now when you see the Florida State scenario. When we come back, um, holidays. What's it been like for you? Quiet, quiet day in the ATL. We'll find out uh, why all of a sudden there's a new trend. The day-day, my father-in-law, all these people are calling me last night asking me a question. What's the question they're asking, and why was it more this year than any Christmas ever? What am I talking about? Give me six minutes, I'll tell you. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. 